You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dialed In, NCG's weekly look at the best bets on the European and PGA Tours. Please remember, if you are going to have a bet this week, to gamble responsibly. Now, let me introduce to you NCG's form expert and a man who is in form as well, Barry Plummer. Welcome, Barry. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Not as well as you, I would imagine. I am not going to give you the big end this week, so why don't you just explain to us why... If podcast listeners could see you right now, you'll have a huge smile on your face. Yeah, we've got obviously another win for the season uh, last night with uh, the Australian partnership of Leishman and Smith winning the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Went to a playoff and it was quite tense actually in the end uh, until Ustazen hit his tee shot and dunked it in the water, which took a little bit of the pressure off. But to be honest, the lad still made me sweat for the... Uh, for the profit towards the end but you know that's three wins for us in 2021 now three Baz's banker wins as well so uh, yeah looking forward to this week's events so you know who to follow if you want to be in the know on the PGA and European tour now if I haven't put you under enough pressure Baz um, this week we've got a full suite of action before we go into that let's just have a quick peek back at the European tour as well and the Grand Canaria Open uh, just give us the lowdown from that yeah, it was one of those events that we sort of predicted was going to be an absolute birdie fest and uh, the score the scores were low all over the place. I mean, you're looking at um, if you weren't shooting minus five, minus six on a particular round, you were going backwards, which uh, is a, you know, a scary thought really for many of the European Tour players. But uh, Garrick Higo, young South African, did fantastically well to grab his second European Tour title. Uh, Max Kiefer, once again, the bridesmaid, unfortunately, um, had been brilliant again. Uh, minus eight in the final round, but still not close enough to uh, get get to Higo. So um, I imagine it'll be much the same this week with another resort-style course, um, plenty of low scores around, so it should be an, an entertaining watch. We'll get into the European Tour in a, just a minute or two, but let us start on the PGA Tour, where after a couple of interesting weeks, and a team event, obviously, last week at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, we get back to more familiar formats with the Valspar Championship and the big stars are out this week. Justin Thomas leads the early running at eight to one. Dustin Johnson, the world number one, is right next door at tens. Patrick Reed is also in the field. He is the third favourite at prices between 14 and 20 to one. A bit of variation in Patrick's price in the early markets. Victor Hovland, Paul Casey at the inform, Corey Connors, Tyrrell Hatton, Sunjay Im, and Louis Ustazen, who you referred to uh, earlier on. Um, putting together quite a good field here as we start the run-up towards the PGA Championship. Yeah, you can definitely see the field strength starting to increase. And obviously, we know Casey having won back-to-back Valspars um, before the break last year. He's going to be going to the hat-trick this year and is in relatively good form. So that could be an interesting storyline for uh, people watching the Valspar. I think the, the the leaders in the market, you know, again, you can make a case for most of them, but I think the as you mentioned there, the variation in prices with some play, uh, some bookmakers, especially with Patrick Reed, is something that we've come to expect. So again, could be another one that's uh, a good one to be valued. 
And a familiar course um, to all regular PGA Tour watchers with Copperhead. So just tell me what it takes to do well here. Yeah, it's quite a strategic golf course, this one. It's one where, you know, your patient sort of shorter, maybe strategic players can can go well and uh, players are going to need to be able to move the ball pretty well. Lots of dogleg holes, uh, really small greens and they're quite tricky and fast. So not only is it going to be difficult to find the putting surface, but once you get on there, it's not going to be much easier for the players. Um, even par makes cut here most years. Um, so you're looking at, you know, lowish scores for the winner. Um, and players who can really sort of strap in and hold on uh, towards the back nine on Sunday should be there or thereabouts. So how many selections have you got for us this week, Barry? I've gone for three selections this week. And my uh, my top selection, I think, is um, one which has really grown on me in the past few weeks. He's actually um, not the shortest price out of my three selections today, but I'm going for him as my top pick just because of the value in his price. And that's Justin Rose. Uh, 45 to one, you can get him at some places. Um, and as we know, since Augusta and the Masters, he's been in great form, obviously, the last few events. But um, that performance at the Masters really showed us that he might be on his way back to some of his best form. Um, he followed that up with, you know, a relatively good um, round or four rounds of golf with uh, friend Henrik Stenson at the Zurich Classic. That would have been quite a comfortable experience for Rose. Um, and, you know, it looked like they enjoyed their time there. And that may have been the refresher he needs to have another big challenge here. Um, Rose has had some some quality finishes at Valspar in recent years, fifth, eighth and sixth uh, since 2011. Um, and, you know, as I said, his recent form of 11 and seventh is, is a, a stark contrast to what you were seeing three or four, even five, six weeks ago uh, when we saw him withdraw um with that back injury so you know if if he's fit and he's uh, continuing on the way that he has been in the trajectory that he's been going on uh you know we, we know the Ryder Cup is looming and he's definitely going to want to stake his claim for a place uh in that team if he possibly can and what better way to do that than a win at a course where he obviously enjoys himself yeah he's one of those players um who've got multiple PGA Tour wins for a start but um is it a funny stage? Has entered his forties, um, where often a question mark starts to arise about players. I mean, do you think that Justin's just too good not to win again, and that we've got to take advantage of these prices while they're still there? Whether you're looking to back him to win, or whether you're looking for a bit of each way action, because eventually cream will rise to the top and those prices will start plummeting. Yeah, especially on a course where you know this rewards good ball strikers, and Justin Rose is a good ball striker. Um, his putting's been brilliant recently in the last few events. You saw him hold some brilliant putts at the Zurich Classic last week. Um, and I'm a big believer in sort of, um, you know, trends and, and, and things moving towards an end goal. And when you look at the fact that you've got the Olympics coming um, later on in the year and obviously the Ryder Cup, both of those will bring back fond memories for Justin Rose. And although it may be a stretch for him to make, you know, either of those uh, events, he's going to want to give himself a chance. He's definitely not going to give up on that at this point. And I think uh, if he can, you know, if he can do that, then why not? So Justin Rose kicking you off this week for the Valspar. Who's next? So my second selection is actually my shortest price, around about 20 or 22 to one, is Corey Connors. You mentioned earlier on that he's, he's in form. Um, I think that he's somebody who is going to win many times on the PGA Tour in the next few years, just because he does... His, his ball striking and, and getting to the green, giving himself opportunities is, is some of the best around on tour. And he just does that particular aspect of his game really well. He's really solid. Um, his recent form, 4th, 8th, 14th, 
Um, he has played at the Valspar once in 2018 when he was 16. Uh, he finished fourth, obviously, on his last start, as I mentioned, when we backed him each way um, and we tipped him up on the podcast. So he's somebody who I've sort of kept a little bit of faith with. I'm not done with him yet because I think he's got more to offer than a fourth place finish. And this definitely is the type of course where Connors will excel, um, providing he's learned from that one experience he had in 2018 and he can then move forwards and develop um, his performance. I think he should have a great chance. And that's why. He's up there as one of the top five in the market. So you've got a regular winner looking to get back to his best and uh, a young player who's bound to get a victory at some point. Who is rounding up your Valspar Championship treble this week, Barry? So it's Charlie Hoffman for me, around about 45 to 1. Again, another player I parked recently at the uh, Valero Texas Open when we had the 1-2 with Spieth winning and, and Hoffman second. He chased Spieth home all the way and Again, he, if you look at the um, strokes gain data around the players on the tour, he's one of the players in the last few months who's really been excelling and somebody who you maybe wouldn't expect to be up there with the top names in the world, but he is in, in lots of different areas, um, mainly obviously his approach playing his putting. Now, this again is a course where he can go and play well because he's played there so many times before in the past. He's a bit of a veteran of this course. Um, best finish of 11th in 2016, but he's also finished 18th. 14th, 19th, 25th. He's been there or thereabouts. So he knows what it takes to, you know, get around this course in relatively good shape. And I think the the, the benefit of having that form, that positive form coming into this event, uh, recent form 11th, 18th, second, um, makes his claim a little bit stronger. And again, for each way value, I think he represents good each way value for, uh, for an each way bet this week. Moving on from the PGA Tour to the European Tour, and we are staying in Spain for the Tenerife Open at the Golf Costa Adeji. Now, this is a course um, that we haven't visited for quite a long time, and it could be one where we need to get our calculators out for the winning score. Yeah, I've seen on Twitter, actually, from, from Ben Kohler, that there is a number of records that could go this week, and some of them, when you when you look at them, are uh, just mind blown, really. Um, when we were last there, round one saw 133 players better the par of 72. Um, the most in a single day's play in European Tour history, for example, is just one of them um, as a standout. Now, I mean, as you said, we've not seen this uh, this golf course before, um, but what we did see last week in Gran Canaria was a very similar style of course, a resort-style course where you know there's a little bit of wind, it's coastal, but at the same time. You've also got um, lots of birdies to be made, lots of low scores to be to be had. So um, I think this week, any sort of form from last week is going to be relevant moving here, which is why I've gone for one of my selections this week. Well, you've been trying to get Antoine Rosner into the winner's circle for quite a while, and he leads the market tied with Matthias Schwab. Uh, Garrett Higgo obviously won last week, uh, is the third favourite. Jukes Lauten, um, always a player who appears towards the top of European tour uh, betting programs and with good reason he's a quality player. Um, Joachim Hansen, Justin Harden, Kurt Kitayama, where's the winner coming from this week Barry? As I said I think last week's form is going to be important so I mean you can't you certainly can't discount Garrett Higo from going back to back after the performance he, he put in in Gran Canaria um, but then if you're also looking at you know the top of the market there you've got Math Matthias Schwab, Jus Lauten both finished in eighth place uh, JB Hansen was seventh. So, you know, those players are up at the top of the market because of their finishes last week, I imagine, and the fact that they're coming into a similar style uh, course with some good form and some, some relevant form. 
Um, but the player I've gone for as my sort of headline pick on the European Tour this week uh, is the guy who has finished runner-up in back-to-back European Tour events, which is Max Kiefer. Um, he's been very, very unlucky over the last two events. He lost out in Austria to a, a playoff in the fifth hole, um, where he made a bit of a mess of it and ended up getting an eight. Um, but he, he didn't uh, get him down and he went again last week in Gran Canaria um, and was very close running down uh, Garrett Hugo over the eight under par final round. Um, bizarrely, I mean, he, he's played two rounds of golf at 36 under par and still hasn't got a win to his name on the European Tour. So he's been incredibly unlucky. And I think if that type of golf can continue, which is a big if, but if it can, um, he's quite overpriced this week, I think, at, you know, around 28 to one. So there's a quartet of selections there from the Valspar Championship and the Tenerife Open as well. As always, regular listeners will know that we don't let Barry go away without nailing his colours to the mast. And after another successful Baz's Banker last week with uh, Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith, he's under pressure to do it again. So for the Valspar uh, Championship or the Tenerife Open, who is Baz's Banker this week? I'm uh, I'm very close uh, between between two this week and uh, between Corey Connors and Justin Rose, but I'm going to stick with Justin Rose simply because the values there are opposed to Corey Connors. I think his form coming into it's really strong, um, and as I mentioned, he's going to be looking to put in some really strong performances in the run up to some big events later in the year. Well, I'm sure we'll let you off, Barry, if either of those players comes home. Thanks again for joining us and giving us the benefit of your wisdom uh, this week, Barry. Cheers, Steve. And don't forget, you can look in more detail at all of Barry's tips for both the Valspar Championship and the Tenerife Open by clicking onto his column at nationalclubgolfer.com. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Dialed In. We'll see you again next week. 